What's up, everybody? Once again, it's time for another conversation. So, people, let's talk. So, today on my show, y'all, I would like to talk with you guys about the whole situation with Jacob Blake and this whole thing that is blowing up on social media about whether or not the cops were in the right to do what they did. As more information comes out, I am seeing more and more of people jumping to conclusions about how they feel about the situation. I've had numerous conversations with numerous amounts of people, and we're even seeing sports leagues starting to get involved in this whole thing with, you know, deciding not to play. Now, I've voiced my stance on it, and you guys can, if you get a chance, you can read some of my replies I put up on Facebook. Um, You can go to www.facebook.com forward slash Darius Fields. And once you go in there, you can actually read a lot of the comments that I've commented on with some of the posts I put up. Quite frankly, I, I just think that overall the situation blew out of proportion. But as more information comes out, We're learning that Jacob Blake was a guy who was arrested before on sexual assault charges. And, you know, he had been arrested before for child molestation. Okay. He molested a little girl. And the thing is, I'm seeing my people back a person who was considered a criminal by all standards. Once the investigation was done, it was found that in the floorboard of his car was a knife. Okay, and he was going towards the car. So now the car itself has become a deadly weapon and a weapon that he had planned on using was actually found in the floorboard of the car right underneath of the mat. His children were inside of the car. So when cops came to serve a warrant for his arrest, he was not complying. He wasn't trying to go back to jail. So. I'm trying to figure out why are my people backing a person who was a criminal by all standards? Why are we saying that this was a injustice because the cop was white and the person who was shot was black? I feel that in today's society, if a white person does anything towards a black person, then it's wrong. And I feel like people are always going to side with Anybody black, even if they are a criminal, they're going to side with them just because of how everyone feels about white people. Again, we're, white people are not the only ones who can show racism. In all aspects of the manner, for anyone black to say that this young man was okay in doing what he did, and he lived. By the way, y'all, he did not die. We're all talking like this guy died. This guy did not die. He is well alive. And his family is playing to the notion of the fact that the officer was white. Now, what would be your stance on it if it were a black officer and he shot this young man? Y'all would not be sitting here saying that it's a racial thing. Because, again, y'all wouldn't even bat an eyelash. Y'all would not even say anything if it were a black cop shooting a black person. I am seeing more and more nowadays that black on black does not bother African-Americans. What we are always looking for is for the whole racial standard of a white person doing something towards a black person. That's when everybody wants to jump on the bandwagon.
Would LeBron James be saying anything? Would Kyrie Irving be saying anything? Would they? Would the NBA even decide not to have a season at all if this were a black officer who shot a black man? I believe no, they would not. They would not be taking a stand. You would not hear nothing from LeBron. You would not be seeing the NBA, NFL, or anybody boycotting any games. Because this was a white officer who shot this young man, they all of a sudden have decided that they're not going to play. So I'm sorry if my stance on the situation is a simple fact that I don't care what LeBron James said. Because he's only willing to pander to the common denominator of racial injustice by saying that the NBA should not be playing any games because of what happened to this young man by a white officer. I asked LeBron James, what would you do in a situation if it were a black officer that shot this young man? Why is it he does not do anything when it comes to other African-Americans killing each other? Would you do anything if this were a white man that was near his car and a white officer shot this white man? Would you take a stance on it then? Would you say, I'm so sick and tired of seeing white cops being white people shooting on white people? No, he would not. He would only take a stance of the fact that it's African-Americans that are being affected by this. We have got to stop as a whole and truly look at the complete picture and stop allowing ourselves to pander to the common denominator of what is considered racial injustice. It is completely wrong for anybody to kill anybody. It is completely wrong for somebody to pick up a gun and shoot people, period. Why are we not advocating gun violence, period? Instead, we are advocating the fact that we have the people like the likes of LeBron James who say he's tired of black people being shot. But LeBron, where are you when white when these white kids are getting shot? Where are you when these black kids are getting stabbed up and held up and turned over to drugs? Where are you with that? He's nowhere to be found. So what? He made a school. But my entire thing is when he had an opportunity to help out the middle class, where was LeBron James then? When LeBron James had an opportunity to support the middle class and convince government to decide to go right ahead and increase taxes on the wealthy, where was he then? Nowhere to be found. His mouth was shut. He was not even in existence. He faded into the background. Y'all can support a league full of people who say that they're tired when they see something bad happen to somebody black. I am going to say I am tired of seeing bad things happen, period. I am sick and tired of people being able to pick up a gun and shoot people. A bullet does not have a gender on it. It does not have a color on it. It does not have anything on it. A bullet does not see color. It does not see shape and size. A bullet will kill anyone all the same. LeBron James, you really want to make change in the world? Then this is what you need to do. You need to hop on the bandwagon of all people who are sick and tired of people being able to do bad things and get away with it. You want to support our people who are backing criminals, who are saying that every time somebody bad who does something evil gets stopped by a damn cop because a cop does their job. Oh, no, we can't let the cops do that. 
Where do you think LeBron James is going to be at if we enter into a lawless world? What do you think LeBron James is going to do when we're in a lawless world? When there is no cops to do anything, no cops to protect anybody, what is LeBron James going to do? Do you think that he's going to be out there supporting all of you, trying to give all of you security to protect your homes? No. LeBron James probably has a bunker that he's going to go hide in and he's going to make sure he survives. Him and his family. It's going to be a dog-eat-dog world and he's going to protect himself. He is part of the specially privileged people in this world who have money and has great influence. And their influence, instead of changing things in the world, their influence is used to get what they want. LeBron James can do a lot more in this world, but he decides not to. He focuses on his Nike deals. He focuses on all of that. I don't even care because I'm going to be real with you. I'm not, a, I'm not a Michael Jordan fan either. Michael had a bunch of influence. Right now, Michael cares more about his underwears that he's selling. He cares more about his, 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 his freaking shoes that he's selling. He cares more about that. But did Michael do any change for the world? No, he did not. And he was part of a decade when that change could have happened and would have had a snowball effect to right now. But he didn't. For players to believe that not playing during a situation that they have no idea about, that's wrong. I want to see the same overall effect happen if anybody ever loses their life. I want to see the same snowball effect happen if something bad happens to anyone. I want to see the same snowball effect happen if the likes of people like, you know, a little 10-year-old African-American girl gets shot through her window because a gangbang is down here in Baltimore. I want to see the overall change happen when the real stuff is actually a problem. The problem is we're not. My stance, I have shown on it. And so all the information came out about this young man and the type of person that he was. I'm not making it okay that the cops shot him, but there was a warrant for his arrest and the man was not complying. And when you don't comply, that's what happens. He put his children's lives in danger. And I'm a teacher. I mean that. I'm a teacher. And as a teacher, I love to see kids succeed. I will not tolerate somebody putting children's lives in danger. I will not tolerate it. He had an opportunity to make sure his kids were protected. But instead, he chose not to. He chose. What the hell? I'm not going back to jail. And went for a knife that was in his car. And he lost his life. And yet people are out here protesting in his favor. Yet again another criminal. Is being praised. For being what they are. A criminal. We live in a world. Where being a bad person. Is now a good thing. Being evil and heinous. Is now a good thing. We live in a world. Where. 
the bad people who are responsible for hurting others are praised and put up on a pedestal. But then we all want to complain about our little boys and little girls getting killed. All of a sudden, we want to raise the picket sign. We got to do something about gun violence. Well, guess what? It don't work that way. I remember way back, man, a while, like a long, long, long time ago. For me, a dude like him would have been a friend. He would have. A dude like him would have been a friend. I used to gangbang with some of the bangers. I remember, man, when I used to gangbang all the time, I was a stick-up kid. I stuck people up to get the things I wanted. So if a cop would have came to me and told me to stop, and I pull out my gun with the attempt to take that cop's life, and he shoots me, but I survive, I have the right to get the Black Lives Matter movement on my side and say, that cop shot me. I'm a black guy. He's a white guy. He shot me because he was racist. So the Black Lives Matter movement now has no other choice but to support me. The Black Lives Matter movement has no other choice but to make me look like the innocent party. They had no other choice or else their stance on things is going to look kind of shady. People are going to be looking and saying, well, damn, you can't. So you pick and choose who you support. People are going to be asking questions. Soon you're going to see a multitude of African-Americans committing all types of heinous crimes. And you know what's going to happen? Eventually, law enforcement is not going to do a damn thing about it no more. Law enforcement is going to take a back seat and then they're going to stop. They're going to stop altogether. And when they do, <laughs> I'm telling you right now, don't be ashamed of your cousins. Your aunties and them are sticking you up for the shit that you got in your house. Because I'm going to tell you this now. They're going to want what you got. A lot of us work hard for the things we have in this world. And for people to be okay with somebody robbing us blind. And taking what rightfully so belongs to us. And supporting them for it. That's crazy. That's crazy, man. That's crazy. This has never been about racial Injustice. This has always been about the simple fact that we want what others have. And until we gain what they have, we're going to keep constantly using the race card. I have one question. People are saying that these celebrities are funding the, the movement. Way back when Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. protested and when John Lewis was protesting with him. Were they looking for income from it? No, they were not. Were they getting money and contributions to, the, to their Million Man March? No, they were not. Did they have anything plastered up anywhere about a Million Man March? No, they were protesting because they wanted change to happen. Now, this has not become a thing about change. It's funny to me how my people turn a blind eye towards the fact that people are saying that these celebrities are sending out money to the movement. What is the money being used for from the movement? It's not being used to make the communities better. It's not being used to sit here and make sure wages are better for people. It's not being used to increase black enterprise. It's not being used to start black businesses. The money is being used 
to put it in the pockets of the people who originally started the movement. It's being used for Black Lives Matter movement propaganda. Shirts. Banners. Stuff to be painted on murals and, and stuff to be painted on streets. It's being used for that. When that money can get delegated so much better, it can be put to better use so much more than just for a bunch of people to stand outside in the heat. See, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. didn't need, he didn't need no, no poster, no, 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 no sign or anything saying it. They went out there and they made their voices heard. The reason why a lot of people don't, don't support the movement is because sadly, the movement has become a money machine. It's constantly taking in so many proceeds from other people, but nobody can do a money trail and find out where it's going. Nobody can sit there and say, okay, well, where's that money being delegated to? Where's that money being put at? No one is willing to say a word. Because people are taking that money and they're pocketing it. We live in a world where it's survival of the fittest. I'm going to survive over you. We live in a world where, honestly, right now, thanks to COVID-19, people are willing to do whatever they got to do to make money. Unemployment may be continuing to go down right now, but no one's willing to go to a job until a vaccine is created. They're not. No one is willing to go to a vac- no, go to anywhere until a vaccine is created. It's coming in soon, y'all. You know, we remember, I remember turning on the news, man, being around when the riots down here in Baltimore happened. And these kids use the death of a black man who actually had a weapon on him. To their advantage. A bunch of kids were looting stores. Breaking into buildings and stealing medicine and stealing shoes and stealing clothes and stuff like that. They were stealing all of this stuff that really had no impact on systemic change at all. I remember I watched and there was a young lady who was carrying two black trash bags worth of weave. Weave from a Sally's. Weave, y'all. Weave. She's planning on getting her hair braided. What did that have to do with systemic change? What did that have to do with systemic change? <laughs> I watched as a young man was breaking into the CVS down there. And he came out with like a whole bag full a two liter sodas and chips. My man's was hungry. <laughs> My man's was hungry. <laughs> Doing this right, he said, oh, you know what, I'm gonna eat. <laughs> <laughs> Things must have been real hard at home. 
that you had to go steal a bag of chips? <laughs> bruh, that bag of chips probably was a dollar. And you don't put that dollar on the counter, bruh. There's no need to go steal a dollar, dollar bag of chips. <laughs> Times is that hard that you don't have a dollar? Come on now. I can see if you're stealing some Pampers. I can see if you're stealing some, some, you know, something of real value, like Pampers or, 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 or what's, what's that? What's that? That, 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 the, the, the much older kids with pull-ups, Pampers and pull-ups. I can see that. I'll be willing to be like, yeah, let me get a pack of them pull-ups, man. They cost like $24. <laughs> oh no, I ain't got that. I can see that, man. But let's be real. Let's talk, people. Let's be real. They weren't stealing that stuff. They were stealing cheap stuff. Calendars and and shirts. Pair of pants. That probably cost you $5. You know? The riots was about a bunch of kids just choosing to act up. A lot of people take advantage of situations that are not that bad just because they feel like they can. No one from the Black Lives Matter movement has ever come out in support for all of the negative things that's being said about the movement. No one has come out and said, well, that's not what we're about. We're the original orchestrators of the movement. The ones who originally started it. Taking the proceeds from the movement and putting it in their pocket. Buying more Black Lives Matter movement propaganda. More shirt sales, pant sales, shoe sales. They don't even distance themselves from the people that are doing that. That are taking the movement and making money off of it. When has the movement been about really about trying to get real change when instead people are taking the movement and using it for profit? A protest is not supposed to be something where you make money from it. I can never understand why somebody would do that. I get afraid because... My kids, man, are growing up in a world where this type of stupidity is a thing. My kids are growing up in a world where this type of idiocy is considered okay. Gone in the days of intelligence when people used to actually sit there and say, hey, you know what? I'm not going to stand for this daggone retarded crap. And I'm sorry to use that word, but that's exactly what it is. We should not be supporting criminals. We should be wanting to get them removed off the streets. I'm sorry to say this, but I I, I care for my kids. And I care for the kids I teach. I care for my generation. I'm I'm tired of, of death happening on a daily basis it's getting so bad nowadays you can't even go outside period now you're dying from a virus 
You dying from gun violence. You dying from starvation. You dying from poverty. It's more homeless people out here on these streets. But do you see the likes of any of these celebrities putting up cash to build homes for them? No. Beyonce got money, but she ain't building no apartment complexes for people to move into. There's so many celebrities. Hell, even ones from Baltimore who make it up there to being famous, and yet they're not even doing nothing for Baltimore. They're not supporting Baltimore. We still got down south Baltimore, up north Pennsylvania Avenue, Denmo and Garrison. We still got places that are abandoned, homes that were supposed to be projects for people to move into. And yet still, they're sitting there just gathering dust. When there are people on these streets who are hungry, people on these streets who need a home, and they can't even get one. Why? Because it's, I, I, where is anybody to do anything about it? Nowhere to be found. No LeBron James, no Kyrie Irving, no Stephon Mulberry, no none of them. No Reggie Miller, no Shaquille O'Neal, none of them. None, no Charles Barkley, no none of these players are anywhere to be found as far as our city goes. Our city still has a high crime rate. Kids are emulating what they see. And these celebrities are being that negative emulation for these kids to be. Where are they at? Nowhere to be found. What have they been doing? The same thing they always do. Play their little games. Pocket their millions of dollars. And complain on the internet. Complain on the internet. LeBron James finally gets on Twitter and talks about how he's tired of this happening, of black, of, of, you know, racial injustice happening on, you know, on a daily basis. He's tired of that. And yet you were just on Twitter in your last couple of posts. You are discrediting this whole goat talk about you and Michael Jordan. How you jump from point A to point B, bro? That looks kind of crazy. Point B was you talking about racial injustice, but point A was you talking about you and Michael Jordan and who's the GOAT. Man, you sound like a person that's bipolar. Pick and choose what you're talking about. The world is going to hell in a handbasket. I'm tired of murder happening on a daily basis, period. I want to see my young brothers and sisters and even fellow human beings. I want to see them make it in life. I'm so tired of this. My heart hurts for everybody. We need to make a change in the world that's going to scream louder than the violence that we're seeing every day. I want to see these young men, whether they're black, whether they're white, whether they're Hispanic, Jamaican, Brazilian. I don't care they're the color of sand. I want to see them be put to better use. Stop the violence, period. 
Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., Malcolm X, and all the rest of our, of our strong black leaders back then, if they came today to see how we are acting, would they actually support the Black Lives Matter movement? I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think they would support it. In a nutshell, they would literally say, hey, you're wrong for that. You're wrong for that. Man, where I used to live at when I was young, I used to hear the sounds of sirens all the time. My mom used to have to, you know, push me and my brother's bed away from the window because when we used to go to sleep, we used to hear in the backyard gunshots all the time. Pow, 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 pow. Me and my brother got so used to the sound of the gunshots, we knew what time it was. It always happened at 9 o'clock at night. We knew it was time to go to bed. As soon as we heard the gunshots, pow, pow, pow. I used to say, hey, bro, we got to get in the bed. It's time to go to bed. I used to come from downstairs in the living room from watching TV after eating dinner. She would say, all right, y'all go upstairs in your room and get in the bed. I had a little alarm clock. It used to wake me up to get me ready for school. And I remember the alarm clock went off. Right at 9 o'clock. That's when I knew it was time to go to bed. It would go off right at 9 o'clock. All you heard was from a little alarm clock I had. And me and my brother turned towards the window. Pow, 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 pow. So all you heard was gunshots. Man, I got so sick and tired of constantly hearing it. One night, I was in my bed when I was little. My mom never even knew about this. I was in my bed and my brother was asleep. Started hearing the gunshots go off at midnight. I sat there and I cried. I cried. I was young. Why would I be crying about the sound of gunshots? I was scared. I was scared one of them was going to come through my window and kill me and my brother. I was afraid, man. I didn't even want to go outside and play. My mom tried to make the situation a little bit better because times were hard. Because my father didn't finish high school and didn't have an education. My mom, she finished, but she wasn't able to get a college degree because she had kids. She had to work hard. She was going to head school. She, uh, when she was alive, rather, she, she was going to head school at night. And then she was working on We Out Glen Burnie, Maryland, at David Paul Hair Salon. She, uh, yeah. She took care of us as far as making sure that we were all right where we were. But she didn't, she wasn't making enough that she could get us out of our situation. So, what was the only thing we had left to do was stay in that situation. But she made good on her promises. She going to educate us. Me and my brother used to sit in the living room during the daytime. And we used to, you know, 
put on the Hooked on Phonics and listen to the Hooked on Phonics, man. And, and we used to jam out on Hooked on Phonics, man, when they used to play songs on there that was teaching us how to read. Me and my brother learned how to read from that. At nighttime, I used to try to sit in the porch. My mother would tell me, no, 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 you get in the house. I couldn't sit on the porch. All the gang violence that was happening around the corner made stuff worse. I remember one time I had a friend in the neighborhood, right? And he was late. And me and that friend, we were going to the corner store. There was this guy. I knew the guy, I knew the owner of that corner store, right? I used to live on Pimlico Road. Y'all ever get a chance to go out on Pimlico Road and see that little store right in the corner where they got the little, right across from the little detailing place, the detail cars. I used to go to that little corner store, man, all the time. Had my money, shoot. I used to come back with a big old bag full of candy. My mans used to sell freaking now ladies. And, you know, he used to sell bubble gum. He used to sell, and no, not that stuff you got today, man. The good stuff, man. He used to have the little Twizzlers. He used to have the, the he sold them all for a good price, man. Tootsie Rolls, yes. The blow pops taking me back, man. Yeah, they did, son. They had them back in the day. And he used to he used to have them all the time, man. And I'ma tell you, I used to like go to his store. I went out with that friend at night to go to his store to go get me a bag of candy. I had $10 in my pocket, and I knew that $10. This man sold his candy for a penny. A penny. He sold it for a penny. Oh. Shush. He sold it for a penny. <laughs> I used to come back with a whole bag full of candy. Yeah. So I went with that friend to the store at night. I saw these guys walking across the street. I asked my friend, I said, yo, what's going on over there? And he said, you don't want to know, man. Let's go to this corner store, get this candy. We got to get home. Some seriously bad stuff about to go down. And I was wondering what he was talking about. I got to that store, man. The guy was about to close up. And he opened up the store. Let us get our candy. Y'all my last sale for the night, man. Gotta get in the house, you know the way. The mess is gonna kick my behind. He was this old black guy. <laughs> <laughs> and his wife was like the nicest lady. She used to call the store when we used to be in there and speak to us kids. How y'all kids doing? Man, good times. 
I went to that store and I got my candy. I was on my way back home. I turned down the street and saw the dudes walking down the street. And my friend was still in the store. So I walked down the street to go see where they were going. And right in front of my face, man, was the one thing I, I, I never wished I ever saw. I saw a dude getting into a beef with them. They started beating the crap out of them, y'all. I watched, man. And next thing you know, I saw a dude pull out a gun. I turned tail to go run and leave. All I could hear, bump, 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 bump. That's all I heard. That's all I heard. Man, my heart. I ran scared, crying, thinking I got shot. I thought, oh, I'm dead, yo. I kept the candy in my hand, though. <laughs> That's one thing. I turned tail and I ran. You know, if I was going to die, I was going to eat me a piece of candy before I died, though. I know that much. You know, I was going to pop that blow pop my mouth. Oh, man, I'm down. <laughs> I was going to make sure. But, I, 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 but thank God I didn't. The thing is, man, thank God I didn't. I ran home. My mama heard me coming through the door. She came downstairs, popped the mess up. Where the heck would you think you're going? As young as you ain't leaving the house at night. I got a whooping so bad. Woke my brother out of sleep. What's going on, man? I don't know whether the cry from the whooping or the cry from the fact I saw somebody get shot. Man, when I go back around my old neighborhood and I see that corner, man, I don't go down that corner. To this day, man, I'm still shocked by what I've seen. I don't go down that corner. In several instances in my life, I've had a gun pointed at me. Several instances in my life, I pointed a gun at somebody else. I'm no saint. But I'm also not a dumb person. And I'm not going to pretend to be. Man, there's a lot of things in our lives that... We have to regret. Change is what you make of it. You got to change yourself before you can change the world. There's a lot of people out here today wanting change to happen in the world, but yet they still are the type of people that they are. Still doing the same ill stuff that they've been doing since the 1990s. The hell, the 60s and the 70s. You got men who are in their 70s, who are in their 60s and their 70s still selling drugs. You got men who are in their late 60s, can touch their retirement, selling hot cars. Meaning cars that don't work properly. Man. But no one is speaking out about that. No one is speaking out about the fact that people have choose, chose to be uneducated. Man, after all the things I've seen in my life, being in the house doing COVID-19, they told me stay indoors. When COVID-19 came out, man, I, I wrote poetry. I stayed indoors. Wrote me a book. Why? Because I'd rather be smart and put my intelligence on pen and paper than to put my intelligence to a bullet and put my intelligence to a gun and load it up and take someone else's life. So be you black or white or whatever color. Let's stop the hate altogether, period. 
I know it ain't never going to be a day where people are not going to hate on each other at all. But I would like to be optimistic enough to know that hell is possible. So everybody, let's stop the hate. Thank y'all for being on my show today. Much love to each and every one of you. And remember, nothing ever hurts to have a conversation about. So remember, people, let's talk.